Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omnia Performance Podcast with myself, Fergus Crawley, and myself, Big Johnny Payne. Big Johnny. I think Payne. the last time we did podcast, we didn't introduce ourselves at all. No, we didn't. People, won't People know. know who we are. Here we are. It fucking it says on the thing. It does. It does say yeah. that there. Yeah. Hello, welcome. Great to have you here. I'm looking at the wrong camera. I've just realised. Should be looking at the main cam. Doesn't really matter. I'm just going to move around erratically, as we like to do in many places whilst also lifting weights because that's what we talk about here hybrid training and being in omniaparatus which is being prepared in all things mm. today we are going to dissect unpack explore the biggest lessons that we have individuals have taken from the year thus far we are recording this on the 19th of december which means that there is some time left there could be some lessons left to learn but for now we're going to go back and forth a little, a little git of game, a little bit of a game of lesson tennis, as it's better known. <laughs> Is it better known? <laughs> Will be now. Insight ping pong. Insight ping pong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or anything else? Inside the latest quarter past midnight. Was that singing? Was that rapping? Did you just try and rap on a podcast? I, I just said the words from a rap. That was dangerously Not close, Not quite Johnny. rapping. That was dangerously <laughs> I close. I don't think if you, if you just say yeah. the words, you're There's no recovering from that. If you if you try and just freestyle rap on a podcast, you you, you make a very I clear could. statement. I could. No, but it's we're not, not pulling on this thread. Anyway, if you're new around here, then I apologize. If you're familiar around here, then you're probably wondering when we're going to get started. But you'll know that before we do that, there are a few requests to be made, which is to follow and or subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching on, to share this episode or an episode previously with a friend, to rate and or review the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And that's all of the admin required. Thank you very much for being here. I will kick things off by saying that one of the most significant life changes for me occurred this year, which was getting married. And the lesson for me is that nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose you didn't really expect anything to change. No, 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 but the, the lesson... No, I've got you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, the, the lesson really is that I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm glad to have very much leveled up, I guess. But from a relationship point of view, from the day-to-day for Aaron and I, all that feels different is there feels like there's more of a level of maturity. I feel like yeah, when I'm speaking to people, it's to be taken more seriously. If I say my wife, mm. I am viewed... No, I, I don't want this to sound like people aren't, but like, oh, no, I'm married now, look I at get this. It, I get None it. of that, but it's well, like it just feels more married, mature. Uh, eight, eight years been together, many more. Uh, and I think the distinction of saying my wife is is really nice, but it is, it is a, a, a distinction of... You know you've, you've changed your game slightly. Yep. Um, and, and although nothing changes at home, you don't, you know, you just go home and there's this possibly a deflating, oh, well, that was that then, wasn't That's it? That's that, yeah. But the, the reality is you, you made a, a, a wonderful commitment that weekend that you had probably made before anyway, but, but it was marked in front of family, in front of loved ones, and in a lawful manner, I suppose. Which, yeah. Which is significant. Uh, and we have a certificate it now. It's arrived in the post. Did you get it? Yeah. So I was wondering, I was like, was, was, was that it? Did we get anything? Do I need to check an online <laughs> register? <laughs> what happens next? Where's my Frosty's badge to sew onto my towel? This is bullshit. Um, they didn't actually send a towel badge. So is, Perth and Kinross Council, why have you not yet responded to my letter of complaint? Yeah, Falkirk Council sent stickers, badges. Fuck. The people applauded us for oh days. There was floats. 
I had my nuptials in the wrong region of Scotland, you it seems. Reference. You did. Anyway, speaking of nuptials, um, how about these nuts? I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> That's because <it's> vague. <laughs> I was vague. Oh, fuck. I said these nuts. I meant to say these nups. Yeah. Yeah, you screwed that up. Leave that in, Jamie. That's a... Oh, I'm ashamed of myself. Messed, that was up. poor. I, I think I fully plagiarised that from Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. What these nups? Yeah, I think I think that's very Jake Peralta of me to say. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but rest in peace, Captain Adrian. Br- is it Br- Bronner? Bro, bro, bro. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, very. I was I was sad to see that. that was I was sad. sad to see that. Anyway, um, I, I got married. The lesson is, I love Erin. I'm very happy with it. Not very much has changed, but we had a fantastic, very heartwarming and wonderful weekend celebrating said marriage. Great. Thought I'd pick up pick up on that, but I guess the big movement forwards for me is obviously the, the increase in maturity that goes with it in terms of perception and the, the stark reality that legally it's a, it is a level up. I feel very callous saying this. I feel like I sound like a horrible well, you, bastard. You, you, you've been it's a huge. It, it's a huge there's, mark. There's, yeah. uh, there, there is a lot to be said for it because we went through the same thing. We'd been together like you guys have for uh, a significant amount of time before we got married and we had kids. Um, and we did discuss it before. And you know, what's going to change? We have a bit of a do. We get loads of lovely people around us and all the rest of it. And then it's the same, isn't it? And I had a kind of a, a, a man's perspective on it as well, which is the usual one. You know, this is just a bit of bloody paper, really. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But it's, it's that very much. That's kind of lump me in with you, you miserable <laughs> I bastard. I about it and all the rest of it. I can be trying to claw my way out of the hole. <laughs> yeah. I dug myself in. But that was a kind of a practical approach to it in my head. Like, it doesn't make much difference, really, does it? This is just uh, you know a thing. But it does. It really does. Because, like you say, you, you, you cross a line uh, uh, or, or a kind of a, a Rubicon and, and become you are husband and wife now. You know, and, and that's that's significant. Because that is a massive commitment. You, you, you're, you're not just kind of playing at it anymore. You are it. Uh, and you are what you say you are. And that's a very, very cool thing. I, I'm excited for you because it's a line in the sand and from there the rest of your life is, is uh, for you guys to explore and grow and all that kind of stuff together. Not that you couldn't do that before, but, you know. Yep. Uh, afterwards, I don't, I'm sure you won't mind me saying, we talked briefly at the, even at the table about how proud you were when you put the, the ring on. Yep. And how significant that felt. And still does. I, I guarantee that when you, you, I mean, you do the same as me. You remove the ring to put the the silicon one on in your training. So significant. I've left it through <laughs> through at the table. Yeah, or, or, or leave the it, table in my office. <laughs> leave it on the table. For oh, months. this is bad. This is going horribly. Um, but okay, but yeah. that, that ring when you pick it up, put it on whether you put the silicon yeah, one on 100%. for training or whatever. There's a mo- every time you put that on, you go yes. No, yeah. that's it. That wasn't really a lesson. That was more just a a significant moment in the year. So, ah, where are we now then? I also got married. Nobody knew this, did they? Interesting. Uh, revealing it now. No, I didn't. Stupid. I don't, I don't know where to go from there because uh, there's probably nothing that I'm going to say that's going to top. It's uh, a competition. These are just yeah, musings. Yeah, uh, but it does feel like we peaked with the marriage. <laughs> Maybe she'd have come last if we could have worked up to it. But uh, I suppose it's the. But it's I had the to best mention one. it first, otherwise it would seem too far down the oh, pecking yeah, order. Oh yeah, we got married. Uh, I, I guess the biggest, you know, we've discussed this on on a Modern Mind podcast, but the biggest, most significant thing that happened to me this year was my. Uh, I, I guess not to put too fine a point, a point on it, a paint on it would have been better. Uh, was uh, my near-death experience in Peru, which was no fun whatsoever. There have been some some interesting lessons have come from that, and, and I think I'm still teasing some of that out 
you know, over time. Um, anybody who doesn't know, uh, I, I went to take part in a second of a series of races that I was looking to do last year, um, which was, th this race was through the Amazon rainforest, essentially 250 kilometers through the Amazon rainforest um, over, over a few days. But it started at altitude, and before the race even started, at altitude in Cusco, which isn't a massive altitude, but it was enough for it to be significant for my lungs, uh, I developed very early, after just over 24 hours being, having landed in Cusco, uh, a pulmonary edema, which then became pneumonia. Uh, I was admitted to a specialist unit over there. They found me to be actually very seriously ill. Uh, I was in and out of... Uh, um, what are they? They called it something else, but but high dependency units, uh, as yep. would be over here, um, in and out of a hyperbaric chamber, and it took uh, best part of three weeks to get home, uh, and then when I did, I ended up in hospital here for a week. <laughs> when you when you dress it like that, you yeah, think, that was, was, rough, that was yeah. pretty pretty rough. And I was really very ill, um, and then with that came the kind of whole. It, it should be completely uh, of no interest whatsoever at that point, but I was disappointed not to do what I set out to do. And it was, that was hard to deal with. So it was a, yes, I'm very ill. I'm seriously ill. There was, there was people who, you know, Ashley and, 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 and my family and everybody very concerned. And obviously I was so far away, they couldn't get to me either, which made it hard. I was also in a room, which was half the size of this podcast studio with no windows for all that time, no Wi-Fi, uh, and only one book to read, which got read about four times. Um, so I was going a bit stir crazy too. Um, Can you recite the nicely in creed word for word now? <laughs> Quite possibly. But the uh, the upshot is uh, I, I was left w w with a lot to deal with uh, psychologically. Not not I mean not to put too fine a point on it. It was all manageable. I was looked after and, and became well again. There were periods where I was very very ill, and it could have gone could have gone a bit tits for me, but. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm left with a few things still to tease out of that. It's quite scary, only retrospectively. What was interesting about it, we've discussed this before, was in the moment, during that kind of time there, I didn't really have enough of a kind of a... I couldn't pan out far enough to look at it and go, oh my God, this is actually quite serious. I was too involved in it. And sometimes I was in and out of consciousness as well. So at the time, and I think this is probably the same with most people who go through these kind of experiences, um, the the impact of or the seriousness of it wasn't quite so obvious but after I got well again then looking at it I was able to go actually that was a that was a really close shave and then with that came a lot of kind of uh, evaluating and re-evaluating re what was important and what was not that kind of gives you a, a nice opportunity to kind of really shuffle your papers a little bit which I did do uh, and I'm still I was pretty much aligned with who I was and what I wanted to do and all the rest of it but I'm kind of acutely aware that there are there are risks so if you could round it off what in, in three sentences max hmm. what is the biggest lesson that you've learned from that experience uh i think the, the most positive lesson i've learned is quite how resilient i am i, I know i'm good in a, in, in a bad situation um that was a pretty tough situation and i was able to manage my emotions and, and all that kind of stuff quite well um so, so that's one. It gave me a kind of a good sense of self. I mean, there's no greater test than near-death experiences, is there? Um, I, I'm also less married to the idea now of of needing to complete these things. I, I realise that that was actually tertiary at best. Um, so, although I, I'm very much a fan of attaching myself to challenges, and, and, and we do that all the time, the outcome—something I knew anyway—but the outcome 
or the end result, the, the destination is not key. I, I said a few times, and I'll finish with this rather than rambling. Yeah, I, I went there for an adventure. Exceeded the yeah, yeah, I always do. I went there for an adventure and I got an adventure. Yeah. And I got a really, really, uh, ultimately quite a positive adventure. There's lots of crazy things about that that I wouldn't want to experience. But because I experienced them, you learn a lot about yourself. And, uh, and I get to come home to my family, which was, which was all the sweeter. Yeah, uh, for, for the you've got a good story. Yeah, yeah. You're unbearable after a few pints talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there we go. Well, that, All right, that was, that was unbearable you, after you a few pints to, before. Yeah, it's just true. It's now just a very specific type of unbearable. Um, <laughs> ping. I think you ponged, so I'm pinging. Cool. You're pinging. Yeah. <laughs> Mid afternoon <laughs> on a yeah. Tuesday, Johnny. Um, yeah, I told anyway. you I'd reevaluate. <laughs> um, strongman is. Very fun, but very stupid. <laughs> and just to okay, immediately move on. Cave, caveat the stupid, tacky, caffeine, pain tolerance, the amount of chalk and mess that's created, etc., is just so impractical. But my goodness, what a fun exploration yeah, of strength, yeah, quote unquote. Like a, a great crack, all that. I did really, really enjoy the process of over the summer getting comfortable with and then taking part in a strongman event or series of events, the Donald Denny Games up in Patuk, Aberdeenshire. Um, very heritage-driven area for, for strongman, for stone, stonelifting, huge part of Scottish heritage. We obviously did the Dinnies last year in April. Yeah. So to go up to the same area. It was only last year. It was only last year, yeah. Uh, Watched yeah. the Stoltmans lift the Dinnies for the first time. You know, I did lift it before them, no biggie, but it's, it's all right. We lifted it before them, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah keep up Stoltmans. Um, all 200 kilos or so of you. But nonetheless, nonetheless, um, having to get comfortable with no experience other than being strong with a barbell within certain parameters, depending on how you look at strength in in what metrics. But yeah, reasonably strong with a barbell across a variety of things. How can I apply this to the demands of awkward circular concrete balls to awkward handles at different varying heights that you need to hook grip and carry and walk with to yeah. hugging and squeezing big slippery stones and all that sort of stuff. It was really fun to figure that out and the sort of curiosity and fear that went with how the hell am I going to do this? Where's this going to hurt? Where's it going to be demanding? Am I going to look like an idiot? All of those questions. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed learning. Obviously, having guidance from two of the best at it in the world was a real yeah. privilege. And I think that it's still such a novelty to me that my first ever experience with Atlas Stones was with Tom Stoltman, quite literally the world's best ever Atlas Stoneser over my shoulder. Atlas Stoner? Atlas Stoner. That yeah. works, yeah. He loves stones. He bloody loves stones. <laughs> he'll tell you himself. And yeah, he shifted a 286 kilo stone. He just won motions up to 210 kilos. It's wild. It's insane, isn't it? Just wild. And having him talk me through in simple terms how to make it move, how to get it from A to B, and biomechanically figuring that out over my shoulder to put 140 up with them to a platform to then have the confidence to get 105 kilo stone to my shoulder in the event and get over that inertia of, holy shit, am I even going to be able to do a single rep? It's wild when it you think amazing. about it, mate. You got, like, let like you say, I don't know how, how, whether people can really tap into what you're describing. Not 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 the, the, the stone bit, the, the, the fact that Tom Stoltman taught you 
out to lift stones and then he went out and lifted stones in a competition. That's like um It's like you saying like Muhammad Ali. Like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like Muhammad Ali getting you know, get the opportunity to kinda of learn how to jab. This is how you jab, this is how you move, this is how you jab. And then before before you you go into your first boxing, you'd be like, "That's wild." Where, yeah, it's absolutely wild. You know, yeah. that's that's crazy. That's crazy. So that's incredible in of itself. That's that's a great experience. Yeah, yeah. And Fun. the main lesson there was, I did an event session with Luke, Tom, and, and Rongo Keen, and uh, just the way events training is done is is just proper peak meathead powerlifting behavior that I remember from yesteryear. Yeah. Just right, we're doing two hard sets, which is like effectively one big max effort set and then we're resting for half an hour recaffeinating and doing another another movement it was just really weird it was like three hours of training and i did like six minutes of stuff total um but it was really fun high energy just just really really big vibe and yeah picking things up along the way feeling the weirdness of the movements and then being able to apply that in a kilt with a lot of men 30 to 40 kilos heavier than myself yeah really welcoming really incredible community um, that really helped me understand the limitations of the event itself. I managed to get through the Donald Dindy Games without zeroing on any events, which was my only goal, and was yeah. one metre away from not coming last in one of them, which, being 30 to 40 kilos lighter than everyone else, I was almost very pleased with. But I am yeah, also confident be that because I went first on that event, maybe had I not gone first on that event, I could have had a better understanding of what a good effort was or vice versa. Or maybe for yeah. them, they knew if they crossed the threshold, they weren't. You never know. The mind games are these things. but Yeah, it's still going to be playing mind games. Strong man is pain the, the tolerance for time. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my summary of it. Yeah, but we, we talked. Uh, in, and um, I love it. And the, I want to do more of it. I bought some tacky. It's yeah, through this, on the stones. The, the gym here is riddled with stones now. <laughs> the, the, um, Riddle me this. <laughs> the... the, the the great thing about it, you, you talked on the last podcast when we, when we were talking about the wintering about um, play, about how the, how um, training for us and the opportunity to train in different ways and, and how we embrace this kind of hybrid uh, uh, style or, or I guess I guess lifestyle in, in terms of training anyway. Um, that was a great example of the fact. I mean, you didn't go in there expecting to win. In fact, no. you, you went in there with uh, a, a heavy amount of respect and fear for the fact that you were there, as you say. You know, thirty, forty kilos lighter than, than than the lightest next guy. You know, and and uh, getting the, the getting through the events and not fumbling it and making a bit of a tool of yourself was really the the goal. And actually, you, you did exceptionally well. You you might have come last in some events, but um, I don't think I, I think that actually completing those events is is almost beyond uh, uh, an ask for most people. Yeah, um, good because it's a, it's an objective measure. It's it's can you move it yeah. or not at but a I think high the, weight. The key, the key thing that's come from it, and every time you talk about it, you talk about what fun it was and how yeah, mental yeah. it was. And, you know, like you say about the training and just how, what a blast it is and how it threw you back to the powerlifting days and all the good things, because it's not powerlifting, all the good things that were part of powerlifting, which is the let's fucking go and all that kind of yeah. stuff. That's all part of it. But ultimately, it's as raw as it gets. You're just lifting big my, heavy my slabs of stone agrees. and ripping them about the place. And <laughs> it's great. It's great to watch, yeah. mate. And, and uh, I'm glad you had the opportunity to do it. And I can see, I, I can see in you when you talk about it and the, the the physical state of the gym, that it's not over. It's not. We have a stone platform on the way. And I would like to say here and now, potentially, that my strength goal over the winter is to shift and load a 160 kilo brackets plus stone. That's feeling exciting to me right now. Thought of a 260 deadlift in the next couple of weeks. It's probably there. I just need to sort of taper for it properly, but... 
Seems a bit silly to do a full taper for a gym lift, but might do it. Lol. Christmas food loading. That's good to see. Christ- you got, you Christmas, the, the Christmas best, and two weeks of no training and I'll pull 260. Yeah, you got the best opportunity for suckers yeah, yeah. That, that, that you <laughs> yeah. could possibly have. Uh, maybe a New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve 260. The amount of Omnia athletes that we've got sort of planning PBs on the 4th of January well, actually, is pretty insane. Well, you know what's wild? I'm, I'm, being, I'm joking around here, but my best ever deadlift is 260. And that was conventional. Yeah. And that was at 102 kilos when I did nothing yeah. but powerlifting. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and that's with no aerobic base at the, underneath it. Either. I think I think conventional, I could probably pull 245, 250 at the moment if I was tapered for three weeks, not two. Um, but if I can if I can pull 261, I would be absolutely over the moon because that would quite literally be an all-time PB, mm-hmm. which would be absolutely insane. And that's kind of just dawned on me now. Yeah, but with the aerobic capacity you've got, and I think I think a lot, a lot, a lot of that has come from. I keep bashing my watch off this thing. Um, a lot of that has come from, I think, the hugging strength and upper back and lower back development that I've been missing for so many years from the summer of strongman training. Um, So yeah, to summarize, tacky is even stickier than you'd expect. It's actually a glue. It's an adhesive. Yeah, I as, kind as of view, all, as anybody who can go back and look at your YouTube will attest. As they see my nipple, as they see your nipple leave. almost <laughs> come off, yes. and, and do that kind of oh my god little moment where like fucking hell, his, his tits is going to come off. These nips. There these we go. Nips. Saved it. Was that this podcast or was that the earlier one? Uh, that was this, that was this one. Yeah. Okay, good. God, these, I'm making these, a mess of this. I should these just, nups. Yeah, it went badly. Damn it! Damn it! Anyway, um, I always had in my head that Tacky was just like a slightly more aggressive chalk like a putty that was oh, kind yeah, of yeah, it's, it's it, it kind of roughed up but it is it is an adhesive <laughs> so yeah chest hair was unwise and the bruising on my forearms and biceps no that went with it was uh, was surprising <laughs> but nonetheless strongman's really good fun i'm looking forward to doing more of it i'm definitely going to incorporate more of it into my training on a regular basis and we're going to have the facilities to just have a playground out there to be exactly that a playground where Years and years of strength work and obviously the aerobic base now can be applied in fun ways, which is ultimately why I train for the things that I do and why I haven't yet done a high rocks for those asking, which is pretty much all of you, because I honestly don't wake up in the morning thinking, you know what, that feels exciting to me, which is no commentary on the sport or people that it's do it in any of, way, shape or form. I think it's a fantastic concept. If it feels concept. exciting to other people, then fucking I'll go for it. Yeah, so but, that's great and I'm all for it. But To me, I'd rather good, yeah, yeah, I'd rather run 250 kilometers and lift 160 kilo Atlas stone at the moment. That might change. But for the time being, stop DMing me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, mean, I get the same DM. Please, please keep DMing me. But um, that, that, that is... Stop let, let that the, question. That question, let the what shoes are you wearing? Yeah, that question, what shoes are you wearing? Yeah, what do you get your house? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, anyway, um, yeah. So to summarize, strongman is fun and stupid, but, yeah. but it, it's stupid, stupid in a, a childishly playful, fantastic yeah. way. Yeah. Pong, you, you do. How long have you been sitting on that? Since since the last ping. Okay. Well, I didn't really listen to anything you said. Just hoping you'd say pong. In fact, to the point at which I'm not entirely sure what the what the uh, so you, you what actually have to talk any, about. Yeah, now. okay. Just brilliant. thought, yeah, yeah. railroad in the podcast yet again. How unlike you, Johnny. Well, you know what I what I had thought about talking about. Is that even a sentence? Yeah. Is uh, Are we okay? We're all it, over the place. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> jujitsu. Um, oh yeah. But it, it, I don't want us to be another kind of Peru is a slightly negative story with a couple of little positive uh, blips in it. Uh, and jiu-jitsu could quite feasibly be the same kind of negative story in that 
one of the big goals for me this year was to get back to jiu-jitsu and really kind of push at it, make that a kind of a key a key part of my process. And I, I did get back. I had some great roles and, and some uh, uh, private sessions with a good friend of mine, Ian Feenan at Foo Dogs. Um, but then my schedule ate it up uh, and, and I didn't... Uh, I think the, the positive reflection is, looking back on it, I could probably and should probably have done more to ensure that that was prioritised. The fact that it... It wasn't, and I couldn't, tells me something about where the schedule was and maybe I should do better at managing my time. There are a lot of spinning plates as far as my time's concerned. But having not got to it, uh, I'm, I'm feeling the itch more and more. Uh, and it's it's right at the top of the list for me next year is to really get back into it. So I guess the the, the thought here and, and the conversation is that although... Jiu-Jitsu is extremely important to me. It really is. It's something that's been part of my life for a long, long time. I've actually been out of that game maybe for the best part of two years now. Uh, and the longer I am away from it, the, the, the longer that elastic stretch gets. And I feel like it's about to ping me back. So I'm, uh, like I'm excited about the wintering, like I'm excited about the things that we've got planned for later in the year, next year, I'm really excited about the opportunity to get back to Jiu-Jitsu, which is maybe a, maybe a story about next year, but it comes from a lot of reflection this year. Uh, so it's good to kind of see those gaps, it's good to kind of be able to look back and go, right, I missed this, I didn't do this. Some, something else that actually pops up quite a lot in the very same vein that hopefully we're going to do a little bit more of uh, together as well is is skateboarding. And we're talking about that as being kind of a fun fun play, doing things that are important. And my absolute favourite representation of you can be doing a kickflip down El Toro, which is a 22 set of stairs in a high school in LA. Yeah. Infamous. Thrasher covers all over I'm the place. I'm not going to do that. No, no, but if you drop in for the first time or land your first ever kickflip on it's flat ground, everybody's so equally cool. as hyped and everybody's yeah. equally as progressive, yeah, which yeah. I think is Doesn't awesome. Matter. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and actually, there, there's, the, there's the exact parallel with jiu-jitsu. That's why I love jiu-jitsu so much uh, uh, and uh, skateboarding. I've seen those very, very similar things. Is that exactly as you've just described, you could, you could get your first trick and it, and it could be really basic to somebody who's got some amazing tricks, but it's the same thing, the same experience. You've just, you've just achieved something together. Uh, and jiu-jitsu is the same. You could be getting absolutely mauled by some kind of monster who, who couldn't just play with you. But if you get caught in the right way and ask the right questions, it can be exciting to find out, well, why did that happen? How did it happen? And you learn together. And even if you're, even if you're the small fish in a big pond, uh, which you probably should be trying to be, um, you, it, the right community, you're always learning. And I'm excited to kind of get back to that community part of things. And not to harp on about the wintering again, we've done a podcast on it, but that's that's an exciting thing for me, the community stuff. So I think that's where I'm going with it, the jiu-jitsu, skating, touching back to my kind of roots with all those kind of things. It feels like next year is a great opportunity. It's lined up for me. I'm not one to say, let's wait to the new year. I mean, the, the pieces are in play already, uh, but really getting back to that community aspect of, of training, which is just, again this theme of play it's play but with lots of friends sweaty men <laughs> I like to play with sweaty men <laughs> and the lesson there as well is is let it be clear that the challenges that all of you as athletes and individuals face on a daily basis are challenges that we as individuals face as yeah, well yeah, yeah. don't let any amount of polished social media content pretend that we are any less sort of fallible than everybody else we're managing the same challenges and yeah. priorities and juggling similar yeah, things. It doesn't make for a good reel to see somebody falling on their face and saying, well, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not going training today because I can't make it or whatever. But ultimately that's how, that's how our lives are, you know? And, and uh, you know, I, I guess we have a, a great platform to be able to reflect on that and, and to, to look 
into our community to say, well, I see that elsewhere. I, I can do yep. something about that and hopefully be a little bit of a, a lamplight for other people just to say, right, yeah, yeah, me too, mate. You know, and then we can talk about jujitsu or skating or whatever. Yep. So a negative start point, I didn't get to it, but that only heightens that, that need to do so and, and uh, watch this space. Watch, watch me get tapped out for a whole year. Happily. <laughs> Happily. Happily, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that was decisive. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fergus of 2023 should listen more intently to Fergus of 2020 mm-hmm. because Fergus of 2020 promised himself he would never try and run a sub five minute mile ever again. <laughs> and I, I, I've said before, and I will say again, in terms of emotional demand and sheer graft and chewing the stem and getting your head down and working your ass off, all the cliches I can chuck at it. For me, getting to sub five minute mile pacing is just unholy. It's brutal to witness. Absolutely horrendous. It's tunnel vision. You have to get really, really, really lasered in on that. Yeah. Which means... What I actually struggled with on that as well is, we discussed this, is what I like about it is how black and white it is. Yeah. What I dislike about it is how black and white yeah, it is yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, yeah. every decision you make on a day-to-day basis inputs into, is it the point one of a second that means that you hit that rep or not? If I slept for an hour more last night, if I didn't if I didn't eat those three hobnobs and actually had a bowl yeah, of oats yeah. this morning, et cetera, would that have been what made this session better? If I'd had one more glass of water between the hours of two and three, would this session at 3.30 have been better? All these things you can hyperfixate on. And that, yeah. that actually became quite overbearing within the context of building out developing the new office space which pretty much came at the absolute peak of the training for it so no it wasn't ideal but i think being forced to make the training work and ultimately the training was quite low volume demand but just stupidly high intensity demand fortunately i didn't need to do a huge amount of work on the deadlift other than hold on to it and get used to deadlifting in sort of running shoes but the mile doing two or three track sessions a week with a few, there was always one or two real hard efforts over 1,200, 800, or 400 that were a proper, like, empty the tank and then scale back pacing with some rep work after that. Those efforts were just, I mean, it's like not, eight to 12 minutes of me being in an absolute hole before I can even come back to a reasonable heart rate to consider moving again, let alone running again. Yeah. And, um, yeah, very rewarding. Do you think 2026 Fergus is going to listen to Probably. 2023, Fergus has shown a consistent pattern of ignoring Fergus and continuing to be a dickhead. So 2026 Fergus yeah, will probably also, thus, therefore, ergo, be a dickhead. I would say so. But I look forward to it because ultimately I didn't... I've never actually just said, right, work towards a best effort mile and do it. It's always been compromised by a squat or a deadlift. And this time especially so, because, yeah, had, I clocked a mile at 4.59, but was aiming to do a deadlift and a mile in under five minutes total. Yeah. So therefore I failed at my goal was pretty, pretty whilst, impressive whilst running fail. a sub five minute mile <laughs> at 210 pounds. So fantastic, but weirdly reframed the goal poorly in my own head. So the lesson for me there really is, I need to be selective and phasic with when I put myself in those very specific metric-based black and white goals because it forces you into a laser tunnel vision mindset where adaptability and flexibility around the day-to-day things whilst running two businesses and creating content and everything that can very much get in the way and chuck fires at you and create variables that you didn't see coming makes it very difficult to be rigid in just doing the work 
because the stuff around the fringes is what can affect the recovery, affect the output, affect the delivery yeah. of those sessions that really, really matter. But Whereas then, ultra training, you can just sometimes, if your pace is one or two percent slower that day because you're fatigued, you can still get the stimulus and the work yeah, you're done. Yeah, still the adaption. It's moving still you forwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think the the good thing about it, though, I mean, you, I know you're not doing this, but if you were, if you were to reflect on how hard it was, and you, and you were to you know to to play on that kind of twenty twenty Fergus talking to twenty three, you, you could say. I wish I'd listened because it was such a lot of hard work and, and it, it created uh, stress in, in a stressful scenario, putting this office together, all the rest of it. There were, there were maybe that was a bad decision, et cetera, et cetera. Actually, the reality is you, you've just been at the well again. You know, you, you went in, you went hard, you, you tempered yourself in the fire, you come away from it, you learned some lessons, you grew from it um, and, and physically you, you've gained a lot from it. So, as tough as it was, and as much as you would look at it and go, that was a bad idea, and you, you can reflect on it. And again, I know you're not actually doing this in general, but um, there's still great positives. Much yep. like the Peru thing, you can so. look at it and say, God, that was awful, but actually, look what I got from it, which has been vast. And, and you know, I know you don't need me to tell you, a 459 mile, in amongst all that external stress, which is a factor uh, that we know is, is huge in that scenario. Uh, and also prepping for your wedding and all these other things going on and all that to do the 459 to pull the 500 before you do that that's baller mate that's, that's no, I'm pleased that's, I'm pleased yeah, it's, it's be, just funny how it was briefly framed in my head as a failure when it very much wasn't nah. objectively so anyway I've got a consult call in five minutes so pong and uh, well, be quick yeah I, I think that we, we'll just end on, on coming back to that community thing again I think uh, one of the one of the biggest year long reflections of mine uh has, is very much you're looking at it right now the, the, the podcast studio that we've got Jamie's on the other side of the camera there uh, we've got uh, Scott in the other room uh, putting together some banging material uh, we, we've built a gym um, and, and we're here almost every day together uh, is a very very different picture to the one that we, we could have painted last year that being the case we might not have looked at it I think we did we could look at it and go no, there, there, there are holes here in a productivity and in, in, in what we could be doing as a, as a unit, as Omnia. Um, but actually getting here, building it, being part of it, having the hard conversations that you and I have needed to have to make sure that we find ourselves aligned uh, as business partners and as, uh, as athletes and all that stuff really does... It, it rips me right back every time. So the energy is just skating, higher as well, which makes the day-to-day -day more the, Yeah, the wintering, all that kind of stuff. It comes down to being around the people that you love and, and you know, sharing ideas, sharing a vision, uh, allowing for the compromise when, when the compromise needs, needs to come because we, we, we've had to go through that a good bit. Um, and the positivity that comes from that has been life-affirming for me, as you know. Yep. And, 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 uh, me too. You know, through that, uh, I've found myself back in, in an awesome place. So that's a great way to end the podcast, I think, is to say that we, we have, we've both been to, the, been to some dark places, I think. We've both taken ourselves there on purpose and found ourselves in some other dark places we didn't expect to go yep. uh, and brought ourselves together uh, as, as friends, as business partners, with the other people I mentioned uh, into a place where we really feel like we're just about to tee off on a really positive 2024 so a reflection on 2023 ends and it just have, haven't been a runway for, for what could Springboard, be... Springboard. Yeah. yeah, could be really special, mate. And externally speaking, environment changes are powerful things. Yeah, and and not not to make it a, a sales pitch, but we want you with us, you know. And, yeah, yeah. and that's been fun to be able to view it from our perspective and say, look what we're getting from this 
just being together, the community aspect, even though it's only a small little pocketed community, uh, we need to bring more people into that. We need to make sure that our business allows us to invite people in and, and create, a, you know, create a community. And we're excited for that to come, aren't we? Too right, too right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening, watching, wherever you are. Do all of the podcasty admin stuff. You don't need me to do it. Make that any clearer at this point? I I would suggest. Thank you for being here. We really do appreciate it. And goodbye. Yeah. Good. 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 Goodbye.